HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by EscapeMaker.com. Visit a farm. Escape through the net. Visit EscapeMaker.com for more. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. Thanks for tuning in to the Heritage Radio Network. We are coming to you live, as always, from the back of Roberta's Pizza here in Bushwick, Brooklyn. You are listening to The Farm Report. I am your host, Aaron Fairbanks. Off air, I am the executive director of the Heritage Radio Network. On air, every week on The Farm Report, we talk about food, food production, the people who grow it, and the people who help get it to your plate. And today we are joined on the line by Sydney Phelps from our friends over at Bonnie Plants. Sydney, welcome to the show. Hey, Erin. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I think it's been almost exactly a year since we chatted last, so nice to hear your voice again. Yeah, I think it has been. Uh, it, it was, uh, it's been a busy year for sure, uh, not to say the least. Hopefully uh, the guards and everything in New York did well. You know, from what I've heard, people um, people are like look really looking forward to a great gardening season. I think the the winter here was super cold and long, so folks are excited to get out and about and get their get their fingers in the dirt. Um, I was just taking some peruses across the Bonnie Plants website, and you guys are like all tomato everything. I was definitely making my mouth water um what is uh what's new on the lineup what what should folks be looking forward to this spring from your team well i mean as far as new lineup talk about product wise we added a couple of new tomatoes that are determinants that are hybrids uh a charger and a debut tomato the debut is probably one of the better tomatoes that we've seen in our trial garden as far as production it was just a really good flavor tomato as well so not only is it an early uh, to, to get ready for harvest with about 70 days, but it's got a super flavor for you, and it's, it's good for, for small areas, yeah. being a determinant. Um, probably another one of the big things that, that we got, you know, Asian cuisine has probably, in the past three years, just exploded, especially, and I'm saying that here in the south, uh, where I'm located at, but across... 
lot more, you know, fusion of flavors between different things. And, and you know, you see your sushis and uh, different type of Japanese and, and Chinese-inspired dishes going on that we see that the consumers are trying to take that into their home cooking. So we actually added the shishito pepper this year uh, for stir fries and all those type things for for sweet snacking. Uh, and it's, you know, it's been really popular, so it's gotten into that that whole trend of snacking peppers and uh, stir fries, uh, the Ichabon eggplants, so, you know, the Thai basils and those type of things have really taken off. That's so interesting. So how do you guys, um, I mean, what is it that that kind of development process look like on your end? I mean, is it kind of customers calling in or tweeting in or reaching out because they're like, hey, we want to find these plants? Or is it market research? I mean, how do you decide to bring on a new variety? We really, you know, we've got a great customer service department as well as our web and marketing team that really works together as a cohesive unit. And we see a lot of trends of what customers are looking for. And whenever we, you know, gets to a substantial amount of request, we'll start putting that into our trial garden. We've got an acre trial garden here in Union Springs, Alabama, at our corporate headquarters. And we'll try different varieties out. And then it may be a variety that one of our uh, suppliers wants us to see that, you know, is really good, that they're getting a lot of popularity out of. But we really look at the drive of what consumers uh, are looking for, and that's, you know, the benefit about Bonnie having 65 locations across the country versus shipping from one centralized facility is we can grow in the climate that our consumers are going to be growing in. Therefore, the plants are hardier, but also the ethnicities. I mean, you you can, in the Southwest, chili peppers uh, are extremely popular, so we try to produce more of those there. Whereas uh, in New York and the Northeast, heirlooms and uh, hardier herbs and things like that are more prevalent. So we try to stay with that. It really localizes our, our growing capacities. Sure, and probably ensures that you know novice gardeners like myself aren't going to get a plant that's like not suited to where they're they're physically at that was like i was wondering you know you have the 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 test plot there in georgia um and and so how once something kind of makes it through that like initial run then do you 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 put it out to other kind of regions of the country to see if it's going to be a good fit in that climate too or are there like multiple tests happening at a given time there's multiple tests happening at a given time and then basically what we'll do is we uh the, our, our gardener that tends the garden for us here brings them into the office. We do taste testings uh, that are numbered, and you know the office kind of picks what they, you know, we'll, we'll give our comments and feedback from there, and then we'll look at the numbers of the production, you know, because that's another thing was we want to make sure that anybody that's growing a garden gets the opportunity to be successful, whether they're a novice gardener or a master gardener. Um, the biodegradable pots really help because the plants, you know, the roots are going to go through. The plant's going to break. The pot's going to break down in the soil. So there's there's no transplant shock uh, for a novice gardener. But uh, we want to make sure that it produces and that they have a enjoyable experience. Yeah, well, I would say one of the other tools that is new to your landscape this year is the app Homegrown, which. Um, you know, I've been I've been fooling around with a little bit here in Brooklyn, and and I have to say it's um, kind of awesome. You guys are like answering essentially like all my 
my novice gardening questions. What was the kind of driving force behind like kind of creating an app and and how does this kind of fit into the other tools that you guys provide for people who are getting their gardens going or maybe a little bit further along in the expertise landscape? We've taken a lot of time in our website, without a doubt. I mean, we've got tons and tons of information on the website and uh, you know, basically, in today's world, everybody's running around with smartphone. And, I mean, let's take into consideration, uh, when I was growing up, I can remember, you know, we'd have to, you know, look for a paper or doing a bibliography for a research paper where you found your interest. Now, you can Google something on your phone. Um, and the generation that we're, we're in now, my generation and the younger generation below that, Everything we do is based off of a phone, whether it be searching or apps. So we really wanted to make a garden tool in your pocket. Um, This has got all the information, but it's just in a handier area. You can use it at the store. You can, you know, while you're thinking about your garden, you can go ahead and kind of put a wish list together of what you're looking for. There's so much to do with this app that it's just unreal. Uh, And even better than that, it's socially linked to Pinterest and Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of those different accesses. You can share it with your friends as well as the Bonnie family. Uh, so you can tag us. You can. It's it's just it's a easy, user friendly, multi purpose tool for for gardeners uh, to network. Yeah, and I have to imagine probably kind of an interesting space for you guys to gather data from customers about opportunities in different regions. I'm thinking, you know, I'm like looking through in the learn to grow section, you know, there's a, a, a glossary, advice for new gardens, um, tips and techniques for everything from preparing your soil to choosing the right container. Um, but one of the things that caught my eye was a list of drought busting techniques. And obviously here at the station, we've been hearing a ton about uh, the drought out in California and other spaces in the Southwest. And I'm wondering, um, what are, do you see like particular gardening challenges on the landscape and, and how do folks who are looking to, um, re- garden recre- recreationally, um, how are your California consumers kind of being impacted by that? And what are, what are strategies for them to have a successful garden this year? You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Aaron. It, it really is a tough situation because you look at some of these stage five, you know, drought monitors that they've got going on where they're, you know, they're, they're not even allowed to water their, their yards, much less, let's think about the product uh, in the stores. You know, they, they can't really do a whole lot there, so we have to limit what we can do. Uh, but as far as a consumer, you know, there's a lot of safe, safe practices that you can use. Rain barrels is a great idea, um, you know, to be able to keep some type of moisture, um, as well as containers. Containers are going to hold moisture. Uh, especially with moisture control soils, uh, it'll keep that content in there. Uh, everybody has seen the the tricks with using, you know, uh, uh, I forget what you call them, but basically taking a water bottle and a spick and stuffing in the plant planter, and whenever the plant needs the water, it's going to uh, pull it through there. I just can't remember. I can remember being on a on a TV, you know, infomercial, uh-huh. the aqua balls or something that where it would it will you know the plant itself will pull the water that it needs throughout that point. But you know, being a smart about what you're looking for, the app will help you out with that when you're choosing uh, what your you know your peppers or tomatoes. Uh, something that's going to be heat tolerant. We've got a lot of uh, heat tolerant tomatoes. They can stand the heat in hot areas. 
and short season tomatoes. Uh, you know, that, that's another thing that it doesn't take as long for them to produce. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, well, kind of thinking about, um, you know, what to think about when you're making choices around what to grow. Um, one of the other kind of, I think, more whimsical features is the kind of help me choose section of, of the new app, which kind of directs you to some different ways you might think about plotting out your garden. And, and I love you have a pizza ingredient list. Um, who, how did that idea come up? Well, that actually came up through our raised bed program. We, we've got raised bed designs on our website, and we wanted to make something that would be easy for novice consumers to, to find something and catch on and, and try it, as well as kids. So we was like, okay, let's do a pizza garden. So we gave all the ingredients of what you need to make a pizza that you can grow in a raised bed garden. Same thing with the salad bowls uh, or spring salad mixes to Mediterranean gardens for, you know, grilling pork and chicken, all those different flavors in Greek cuisine and other Mediterranean cuisine, you know, just to give people an idea of what they can do, giving them a list of varieties to go with. That kind of encompassed into what we call our tomato chooser or our pepper chooser. Um, we want to make sure that the consumers could find exactly what they were looking for. So with the tomato chooser, it gives them a list of if they want a determinant or an indeterminate, which is perfect for somebody that has a small patio uh, or has a lot of space. You know, you don't want somebody getting mixed up that has a small patio or a balcony off of an apartment and they're growing an indeterminate tomato that's going to be seven and a half feet tall. Um, <laughs> something that's going to be smaller and compact for them, whether they're using it for slicing or sauces, uh, as well as the color for the acidity, you know, the yellows, the pinks, to the to the deepest dark reds, or the blacks. Even um, we really got in depth with with that for the tomato users, and then from that we kind of got into uh, peppers because, as we all know, it seems like people are wanting things that are hotter and hotter as far as spice goes. So we came up with the pepper chooser, uh, which goes off of Scoville units. So you have the sweet, the medium, the milds, all the way up to the uh, hot and the, the extreme hot, which is our habanero. So you can kind of choose choose your level, choose your own adventure, right, of like spiciness. Exactly, and it gives the consumer an idea of what they're getting into. You know, uh, going to a garden center sometimes can be intimidating, especially if you you're not familiar with it. Uh, you know, you're trying to make the decision, and that's a great thing about the app is it really answers a lot of your questions before you even get to the store. And once you start your garden and you, you, you know, you're planning your garden as well as you're keeping track of it on your app, you can set notifications and reminders, hey, you need to make sure you water, you need to check for pests, uh, you need to, you know, do some type of uh, plant food or fertilization to the plant. You know, it keeps you up to date, and the beauty of it is, you know, I've planted things in the past to where I planted a couple of different tomatoes, and one outperformed the other one, but I lost that pixie tag, so I forgot what I planted. Right. Well, this you can keep track of the harvest, you can keep track of your variety, so next year, when you get ready to go to the store, you know exactly what you're looking for. Uh, I kind of feel like you guys thought of everything. Our our team spent a lot of long nights, and they've got a lot of blood and sweat and tears into this <laughs> app. But it has uh, it has definitely been been great, and it's you know it's available for download now. 
and the uh, another great thing about it is it's a free app. It's free. No in, <laughs> it's free. There's no in-app purchases. We're not trying to get anything with you. Once you get on the app, the app is completely free. You set your location. It gives you your weather forecast. Uh, I mean, it's it's that simple. Well, one of the other segments in there, you were talking about kind of pollinators. And I'm wondering if you could clarify, are those, the plants listed in that section are things that will attract pollinators to your garden or? On the, say that again? Oh, um, on one of the sections in the kind of help me choose is called, um, let's see, butterfly paradise. And it's beauty and better pollinating for the garden. So then in, in there, they list things like fern leaf dill, curled parsley, flat Italian parsley, pineapple sage, and I'm wondering, nope. yeah, are those things that like are gonna gonna help me have a butterfly paradise in the back of my exactly. house? Really? Those are, those are gonna attract caterpillars that will turn into butterflies as well as butterflies coming in, uh, parsley especially. Um, but yeah, that that those are attractants to come in. Now the pineapple sage does great with hummingbirds as well, uh, you know, because of the red uh, red blooms. But yes, those are uh, pollinators where you've got butterflies it's an attraction parsley i thought something was really going on with my parsley when i first started getting into herb gardening and uh it was just getting eat and i didn't have a clue what was going on and i walk out there and i realize what's going on it's uh caterpillar had stuck up and cocooned up and was uh going becoming doing its uh transformation wow there's like lots happening in the garden. Well, how, I'm just curious, you know, when we're thinking about the, the plants and the plant varietals that folks can get through uh, the Bonnie team, you know, is the, is the, the stuff that consumers have access to, is it, how different is it from what, if I like were to be a commercial grower, do you guys provide in, in both landscapes or are there things like if someone's like looking for advice and kind of transitioning to a larger scale or maybe producing for a small market? Um, do, do they work with you in a different way? Um, for the most part, they can get in contact with us through the website. I mean, there's, there's, uh, support and help there. Uh, ask an expert. They can send their details and information. We can get them in touch with a retailer in their area, uh, depending on the situation, or get them in contact with a growing facility. So, Sydney, you kind of sit, I think, in this amazing perch to kind of look over the gardening landscape across the U.S. Any um, kind of predictions for this summer? Um, you know, bumper crops or, or things to watch out for or, or things we should make sure to put in our cart when we are, are making our plant run this spring? I think one thing to keep in mind, uh, you know, we had a really, really harsh winter, uh, which I don't, I mean, I know you and most of your listeners are very well aware of. Uh, you know, so it looking like it's warming up here now more rapidly. We're in the 90s uh, during days right now during this week. So it's going to turn to a hot summer. Uh, you really need to be cautious whenever you're purchasing your plants. Uh, really look at your temperatures overall. Uh, Better Boys, for example, uh, I'll use them for example for tomatoes. They're not going to produce, uh, it's called blossom drop, uh, but basically you'll walk out one day and you'll see the yellow flowers where the tomatoes are coming on and the next day they're gone. That's because of fluctuation in temperature from a high to a low. The tomato cannot sustain it. 
it can't produce in that area. So what we've got is heat-tolerant tomatoes that are able to produce uh, in this type of weather, uh, especially here in the south, uh, where, you know, once it gets here in the next two weeks, we're going to be 90 degrees every day in July. Uh, but they're heat tolerant tomatoes. There's uh, Amelia's Taladum, excuse me, Amelia's Solar Fires, Phoenix Heat Master. When you see anything that has like a hot look to it, as far as a uh, a tomato goes, those are going to be great tomatoes that will produce through the summer and ensure that you have a good fall uh, production as well with your with your vegetables. Awesome. Well, final question as we're just about out of time here, but I did want to touch just briefly on flowers and, and any kind of like trends or predictions in the flower space or, or things that you are particularly excited about? You know, <laughs> unfortunately for us, being, uh, being in our the work aspect that I'm in, I don't really don't get as much time to, to guard as much as I like. Um, one thing that we, you know, we, we really dabble just lightly in the flower industry, uh, with mostly packed flowers, but I think the one thing that I got most excited about a couple of days ago is we had a, a trial of some uh, some white portulaca uh, or moss rose, as it's called otherwise. But I was uh, I'm anxious to kind of get that in and see how it looks because everybody's used to seeing the full color uh, mixed flats of them, so it's going to be something a little bit different that'll that'll uh, contrast well with a uh, uh, project I've got going on. Awesome. Well, Sydney, thank you once again for joining us. It's been a real pleasure, as always, to uh, get the lowdown and the inside perspective. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, Aaron. I appreciate y'all taking the time to uh, to have us on again. It's always uh, it's always a good time. Yeah, and folks want to learn more, they can definitely check out the website, www.bonnieplants.com. But I would recommend the app. Uh, it's called Homegrown. You can get it through the App Store. Uh, as Sydney mentioned, it is free. Uh, lots of great information there, especially if you, like me, are a novice or new gardener. Um, but also if you're more in the intermediate to advanced stage, lots of good stuff there for you, too even if it's just a kick-in-the-butt reminder function, uh, which often we need in these busy, busy days of summer. So thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of The Farm Report. This show, like all 39 of our weekly programs, is available for free. You can find us also on iTunes or through Stitcher Smart Radio. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe. It definitely helps other folks find us. Leave a comment or review if you have something you want to share. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Aaron underscore Fairbanks and would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned in. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>